When it comes to the plant-based eating debate, there's more to consider than just healthy or unhealthy. Of course, we want to eat things that make us feel good and generate energy to keep us going, but there's also a major environmental component that drives a lot of people to a plant-focused diet. But you don't have to give up some of your faves entirely. Impossible Foods makes meat from plants. They're solving the meat problem with more meat. By creating delicious meat from plants that's better for you and the planet, Impossible lets you enjoy some of your favorite meaty products with a plant-based twist. Ground beef, homestyle meatballs, sausage patties, all made from plants. And that's just a few of their delicious and versatile options. No more tension between craving meat but not wanting to eat so much of it or sacrificing your carnivorous faves for your health. Indulge in nutrient-packed, plant-based goodness and feel good doing it. Check out impossiblefoods.com to see how you can help solve the meat problem with more meat. That's I-M-P-O-S-S-I-B-L-E-F-O-O-D-S.com. Betches Media presents Diet Starts Tomorrow with host Aileen Drexler. I'm having a relationship with my pizza. In a world where wellness looks perfect on Instagram. Just doing my workout. Tuesday's arms and back. But feels anything but in real life. Is butter a carb? Yes. This is the podcast exploring the emotional side of well-being. I would be proud to partake of your pecan pie. From people who understand the struggle. I am on the third day of my cleanse diet. Hello and welcome back to Diet Starts Tomorrow. I am your host, Aileen. And on today's DST Thursday episode, I am joined by no one. It is just me. And as we did last time, I'm going to answer a bunch of your listener submitted questions. I kind of group them by category or topic. And then I'm going to do a Dear DST. So let's get started. I do have a DST win for this week. I'm going to answer it within one of these questions. So the first question, a bunch of you asked me slash, I guess, Sammy Jordana is tell us everything about our little founder trip over this weekend. Where did you go, et cetera. Um, And so this is connected to my win. Um, Okay. So we went to Park City slash Deer Valley for just the weekend. We stayed at Stein Erickson Lodge um, residences actually. And it was really, it was just kind of like a weekend away. We talked business. We obviously talked our personal lives because we are friends as well. But it was kind of just like to go, we're going into next year and we wanted to just connect. We had some goals, but they were like loose because it was supposed to take you out of like your day to day in a new environment so that you can think more creatively. And that's what we did. And it was really fun. Obviously some fun bonding moments. But my win is that we went on a very serious hike. (laughs) By serious, I mean, it wasn't like dangerous terrain per se, but it was definitely very uphill terrain. I did not bring my hiking boots. I wish I did, but we were sneakers. So it wasn't that dangerous, as I said. And it was already like where we were staying was already about almost 8,000 feet above sea level. And we were in our, the hike was like two miles up, but it was uphill. So it was like another thousand feet up. And I was really like, we had the option of going like around a lake or there's so many different trails, but I was like demanding (laughs) Sammy and Trinata that we were, I really wanted to see really cool views like on the mountains. We're like here in the mountains, let's go see the fucking mountains. So we did this hike and it was hard, but it was like really, really fun and it was challenging but and it like got harder to breathe because of you know the elevation oxygen supply or whatever 
but it was a really nice time. And yeah, that was my, that was my win because I don't know, I feel like maybe in, on another day I would have been like, nah, let's just go like into town. But I really wanted to do something outdoorsy. It was really fun. So another one of the questions was on girls trips like this in Utah, do you guys have a no business talk rule? <laughs> a normal girl trips, like when I go, we go with our friends, like bachelorette parties, we don't have a rule. We just kind of, we don't make it about us because if it's just like us sitting in a corner talking about work, it's weird for everybody else. So we try not to like, we, we keep others in mind, but you know, on a trip like this, the, the goal was work. So, and it was just the, the three of us. Okay. Next question. Do you have any advice for work related stress? Mine has manifested into health issues and I am seriously struggling. Oh yeah. I mean, if it's manifested into health issues, that's something kind of serious. I don't know what health issues. I'm also not a doctor, not a therapist. I would suggest talking to someone, whether it's a friend, your parents, um, if you can uh, find a therapist or maybe a parent or a friend can recommend you to see somebody. If it is manifested to health issues and you are really, really struggling, you could also confide in someone at work, maybe a boss, maybe take a week off if you ca- if you have enough PTO days. Definitely, if it is manifesting, it's not, maybe it's not the right environment for you. I think that's like the biggest red flag if like you're so stressed out that it's coming out in different ways. Because like you can be stressed out and it's not affecting you yet, but it will eventually affect you, affect you if you don't stop, take a breath. And evaluate like like how stressed you are, <laughs> because um, anytime I've been stressed in in my job, I mean it's obviously easier for me to take a break, but in terms of like I I have the freedom, let's say, or flexibility. I'll use the word flexibility to take a break. But if I've ever like felt myself so stressed out that it's like affecting me, whether I like feel myself like eating like so much or not eating at all or like not wanting to get out of bed or like really being afraid for like the week or it's causing anxiety like i have you have to stop to reflect you have to ask somebody for help you have to you have to figure that out good luck okay next question what is your biggest pet peeve in diet culture well i have like a lot of different pet peeves and it's funny because i never used to have this one because I was, I took part in it, which is kind of funny. But like now that I'm a little bit out of it, um, anytime I notice people like talking about like their weight loss, like methods together as a method of conversation, like over, like in depth, like not in a moment of passing, like oh, you know, I'm trying to lose some weight. Okay, fine. But if it's like, okay, have you tried this? Have you done this? Like I need to, I just need to lose 15 pounds. I just, and it's just like this very indulgent conversation about it. And without, without like, and I, I hear it, I've heard it around people, like adults, <laughs> adults as if I'm not an adult, I mean like older people. Um, I've heard it around like, fr- I've been part of this conversation. I'd be like, excited. I, I'd be like excited for someone to talk to me about this. Like that's how much I was part of it. But now that I'm like a little bit distanced from that and like really aware of talking about this with other people, it is a big pet peeve. Another pet peeve of mine is like the marketing I see. I guess it's not diet culture. It's like the food industry slash diet 
diet world, like the way in which things are marketed to people. And like you notice when things are not, also since having that interview with food science, babe, you just like notice shit that does not need to be on the box. That kind of shit just drives me crazy. I can't think of like one specific thing, but like when I see it in places where it doesn't, it's not necessary, I'm just like very attuned to it. Whereas before I might have like bought something because of that phrase. And it's almost like it pisses me off because it like attracts gullible people or attract like myself in the past or attracts like somebody who's just kind of like desperate for that kind of information. But like not in the way that it bothers me where I would like tweet a crusade like Demi Lovato in the yo- in the fro- in the frozen yogurt shop. But yeah, that kind of bothers me. All right. We had a lot of questions about mom stuff, balancing working and quote momming. And I do want to point out that we have a Fetch's Moms podcast. While it has come to an end where me and my co-host, Brittany, we have concluded the show. All those episodes are still very much available of like our experience. I basically recorded that with Brittany from right when I kind of right when I found out I was pregnant with my daughter all the way till like her turning a year and Brittany was pregnant with her second child all the way till I guess he was he's been a year and we go through like so much of that whole emotional experience all the challenges we've had we interview so many cool guests and for all of those who are DST Batches Moms fans we're gonna bring back Batches Moms in a new exciting way so stay tuned for that but um, I know a lot of people are sad. I'm sad, but it's it's all good. It's all part of it's all part of a bigger picture. So definitely check that out. But um, I can answer like some questions that were kind of like I thought were interesting. And one of them was, would you ever be a stay at home mom? <laughs> I mean, never say never, but I really don't think ever. <laughs> I don't think I could ever. I see myself just like kind of making that my thing. Nothing against stay-at-home moms. It's a a full-time job for sure. But having a career since like I started, since out of college, I just see that as part of, it's like ingrained in my DNA. Like I need financial independence personally. And yeah, I think I kind of want to model that for my daughter just because my mom did that for me. And I just, I have like a whole family of working mothers so I just don't re- – I can't like see that as something that, that I would do, but like never say never. <laughs> Somebody asked, can you talk about your early pregnancy journey like Jordan Syatt did about his wife? All of that is in the podcast, uh, Betcha's Moms. We talk about – like I really, really struggled in the beginning and I go through all of that and I'm not going to get into that now, but there's definitely like a lot of episodes about like you can listen to my birth story, you can listen to – I had a bunch of like test feeding issues. Again, not for the show, but definitely go listen. Somebody asked how to deal with completely changing eating slash exercise habits while pregnant due to vomiting. Yeah, um, I was vomiting pretty severely almost like every single day, more than once, many days in the beginning. For a while, actually, it didn't like end at 12 weeks. It kept going to like maybe 18 or 17. And it's wild that I can remember that so specifically, but it was really intense. And I was re and all I ate was like English muffins and like bagels. And I would wake up really early, like very nauseous. And it's like, I would 
just eat a bagel at like four in the morning. So I was like, and I had no motivation to work out because I felt so sick. So I really just, my whole routine was just upended. And I tried really hard to like not feel guilty about it. And slowly over time, I knew that like, again, this is just a moment in time and it's a short period of time. And like the most important thing was that I was like, I felt like I did not feel on top of physically drained, emotionally drained because of like all the guilt. So I just kind of like went with it. And again, just a moment in time, it passes for some people, obviously, who have hyperemesis. It does not pass, but it still passes once you have your kid. So there is like, there is, it's not like this forever. I would say, and you'll always find your way back if that is something that you want. So I would just like, again, focus on getting through it as much as you can. There's also so many resources out there, like for nutrition, if you're like worried about that kind of stuff. There's this girl called Ryan Kipping, the prenatal nutritionist. I think on Insta, it's just prenatal nutritionist. She posts a lot of stuff like what to eat, like meals in different trimesters. And the first one, it's like, just get through it. And so, I mean, obviously she's not the only resource, but I remember watching that during that time and being like, okay, I feel okay. But also like dietitians, many dietitians, if you want to see a dietitian, find one that is like trained in prenatal and they can help you get through it. Do you feel pressure to have another kid? I have a two-year-old and feel so much pressure. Um, I was thinking about this. I don't really like feel pressure from people or like society, <laughs> but I think like my age maybe I feel the pressure, like time. I sense like this feeling of like a clock ticking for sure. Not that I don't have a lot of time, but I definitely don't have unlimited time. And I do want my kids to be kind of closer in age than say like my myself and my brother, which were 10 years apart. So um, I have a little bit pressure, not extreme. I totally get it. I think like their women have that, obviously, just biologically, but people have children late in the game. They have children like in their 40s now. And there's so many different ways to like you can get your so I lot I know a lot of people getting their eggs frozen, embryos frozen, all of that. So that like time comes back to their side and it's not like you versus time. But yeah, I have pressure. Like, sure. I mean that yes, my grandparents at Mila's birthday were like, oh, when's the second one coming? And I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> but whatever. Somebody asked, one thing you recommend for a preg person. I like that preg person. One thing I recommend, oh my God, I don't know, like chill. Try not to stress out, even though like that was the worst advice anybody ever gave me because I was like constantly anxious. But yeah, <laughs> chill out. Don't stress about like knowing everything. Focus on a few things that you want to learn at a time. Focus on like making lists for things that you need to buy. Don't get it all at once. Um, ask people what like you need, like the top few things that they need in the beginning. My opinion is get somewhere for a kid to sleep, bassinet, crib, get a changing table or like a changing pad and get some diapers. And I wish what, I, what I'm going to do the second round time around that I did not do is read more about like breastfeeding and like not like how to do it, but like, you know, how often, when do you pump? What if like, what are the first signs that like you don't have enough supply? 
blah, 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 all of that. Find a um, lactation consultant early. And yeah, that's what I wish I did. I wish I read a book about that. Okay, last question about maternity. Did you ever feel uncomfy in tight clothing in your new body? How did you overcome it? Um, how do, do I ever feel uncomfy? Yeah, I guess so. In my new body, meaning like postpartum, I love wearing fitted clothes. Like I'm not into like super baggy stuff. Like if I'm going to wear like an oversized sweater, I need like a tighter jean. I'm not into like those wide-legged pants. They just don't look good on me. So yeah, sure. I felt a little bit uncomfy, but only when I was trying to fit into like old clothes. The minute that I felt comfy was when I bought clothes that fit me. And I waited to like invest in more expensive clothing until like, I guess now I just went shopping in a real way. I waited until like I felt my body just kind of come. It's 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 not like I, I wouldn't say it's back to where I was pre-pregnancy, but it's like closer to. And between that time, I like bought some like inexpensive, like a pair or two of inexpensive jeans and some like things that worked for the summer season. I just bought some like essentials that were like less expensive during that year time. And yeah, I just kind of didn't put that much pressure on myself. But that said, looking back at pictures, I can feel like maybe a little bit of pressure that I was putting on. Like I I like went to see a dietitian and all this stuff. But in terms of like the clothing, I kind of was just like, so I just had a baby and just kept like every time I, I, I some a word or a phrase came to mind like, oh, bounce back or like something that was like the pressure of getting bouncing back. I would just respond to it with, I just had a baby. I just had a baby. Even a year now, I still say I just had a baby in my head. When it comes to the plant-based eating debate, there's more to consider than just healthy or unhealthy. Of course, we want to eat things that make us feel good and generate energy to keep us going, but there's also a major environmental component that drives a lot of people to a plant-focused diet. But you don't have to give up some of your faves entirely. Impossible Foods makes meat from plants. They're solving the meat problem with more meat. By creating delicious meat from plants that's better for you and the planet, Impossible lets you enjoy some of your favorite meaty products with a plant-based twist. Ground beef, homestyle meatballs, sausage patties, all made from plants. And that's just a few of their delicious and versatile options. No more tension between craving meat but not wanting to eat so much of it or sacrificing your carnivorous faves for your health. Indulge in nutrient-packed, plant-based goodness and feel good doing it. Check out impossiblefoods.com to see how you can help solve the meat problem with more meat. That's I-M-P-O-S-S-I-B-L-E. F-O-O-D-S dot com. Warmer weather is finally back. After so many cold months, it's nice to get outside and soak up the sun. But the springtime always brings those unwanted guests, pollen and seasonal allergies. April showers bring spring flowers and sniffly noses and stuffed up sinuses. Luckily for those of us who live with the symptoms of allergies, we can live Claritin clear with Claritin D. Shout out to Claritin for supporting this episode and providing us with samples. I suffer from seasonal allergies. I just had them hit the other day. I couldn't breathe through my nose at all. And I popped a Claritin and it was like night and day. I'm a huge fan of Claritin. I use it on the regular and it always helps when we're making that transition from winter to spring, which is when my allergies flare up. Mainly it's my sinuses that get so clogged and the Claritin just clears it right up. Designed for serious allergy sufferers, Claritin D has two powerful ingredients 
ingredients in just one pill that relieve your allergy symptoms and decongest your nose so you can breathe better. This double action combination of prescription strength allergy medicine and the best decongestant available relieves sneezing, a runny nose, itchy and watery eyes, an itchy throat and nose, and sinus congestion and pressure with ease. Ready to live your life as if you don't have allergies? It's time to live Claritin clear. Fast and powerful relief is just a quick trip away. Find Claritin D at the pharmacy counter. Ask for Claritin D at your local pharmacy counter. You don't even need a prescription. Go to Claritin.com right now for a discount so you can live Claritin clear. Use as directed. This episode is brought to you by Newly. Have you ever felt that fast fashion ick but can't always find the super high-end stuff? I have a solution for you, Newly. Newly has everything you need to bring your closet up to speed for this season without breaking the bank. Free your closet of impulse purchases and skip the buyer's remorse by renting instead. Newly is a subscription clothing rental service. For just $98 a month, you get your choice of any six styles each month. Access to thousands of styles from more than 400 brands. There are no fees, late fees, damage fees, or fees to pause or cancel. They also have inclusive sizing up to 5X as well as petite and maternity. And you always have the option to buy what you love. I love Newly. I've rented so many cute things from there, and I've even made a few purchases from there. And they're always spot on. They have so many brands that I honestly could never afford in real life. So it's great to be able to rent them. Newly is a great value at $98 a month for any six styles. But right now, you can get $20 off your first month of Newly when you sign up with the code DST20. Just go to Newly, that's N U U L Y dot com, and enter the code DST20 and sign up to get $20 off your first month. That's N-U-U-L-Y dot com, newly with two U's, with code DST20. Newly subscription clothing rental. Change your clothes. Okay, next question. How do you feel about clothing rental services for buying clothes? Um, I loved it. Holy shit, I used to wear, I used to get Rent the Runway in 20, like pre-2019 or like right pre-pandemic, I was like signed up for Rent the Runway and I would only rent clothes. And then when the pandemic happened, I obviously canceled it because I had nowhere to go. But then I realized I had no clothing (laughs) because I didn't like buy any clothes. I had literally nothing to wear ever, which was the only downside (laughs) of renting. But so now I'm kind of like, I'm not renting yet, but I could see it. But I'm just like right now buying like some essential stuff that I don't have. What are my some of my favorite brands? Okay, so I just bought a lot of you asked me like what jeans I was wearing and all those pictures from the weekend. And I I'm kind of obsessed with mother jeans. So I wanted to I I had these Madewell jeans that were less expensive. They're like 120. And when I say less expensive, I mean like in they're they're mid-range, I would say. Because I've had like H&M jeans that I got like for $60 and like they were great, but they didn't last. So I had these Madewell jeans that like they're called the perfect vintage. And those are great because it's like has this this Levi's feel, but they're more comfortable. And I got them in like petite also because I don't have to like spend more to get them tailored. So I loved those, but they would get really baggy after just like two wears. And I wanted to get something like a little, a little bit more stretch. So I invested in some mother jeans and they run one size big. And I really, really like all of their styles. I also really love DL19 
some year, 1969, 1961, something like that. I love those jeans. And I also love frame has good jeans, but like, I'm not trying to like wear skinny jeans right now. So I'm like trying to, I go for like a straight, you know, it's cooler. Okay. Next question is one of the questions that I literally get asked without fail every single day. Somebody DMs me, Hayleen, what's that app you use to plan out the interior design of your home? And I say, it's Photoshop. And then I have to caveat, by the way, it's not like so easy. It's not user-friendly. Like you have to know how to use Photoshop. I taught myself how to use Photoshop when we were starting Betches. I watched like a shit ton of YouTube videos and I learned because I needed to, right? So there's other apps out there outside to like help you map out your interior design. I can't think of what they're called at all because I've never used them. And I always find like that stuff. I like need more control when I'm doing stuff like that. That's why I like Photoshop. Whereas I can like literally draw the lines for the walls. It's a blank slate. Basically, you have to know how to use the tools of Photoshop. And then you just kind of design them. I take pictures from, I like copy paste pictures from online. I I remove the background and I like size it with proportion, try to do proportionately on my little computer. But again, there are apps out there and um, I'm really not helpful in the sense that I cannot think of one, but there are apps out there. But I use Photoshop, Photoshop. Okay, next question. Are you still working with an RD and a trainer? Yes, I am currently still working with an RD from Kulina Health, whom I love, but we are seeing each other much less frequently because I noticed that I didn't have like much to talk about like because I felt like I got all of the information that I needed. And um, like most recently, like the last thing that I talked to her about was in the past, we've we've gone through like, oh, like let's make a guide for like example salads that are like nutritionally balanced. So there's like a proportionate amount of fat, protein, carb, because some like sometimes you don't think about it and you're just like at a place or you're making your salad. Like, oh, maybe I should add more fat or I need more protein or actually, holy shit, this has like no protein or this has all, you know, all carbs, which is fine. It's, it's more about like just being aware. So, and then she also, what we've done in the past is like, she'll help me put a grocery shop order in like my, like stand my, my weekly order, like make sure you get this, 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 so you don't have to think about it. That's been really, really helpful. Back in the beginning, it was very education forward. Like she was helping me understand the nutrient, the advantages of certain foods, disadvantages of certain foods, noting like what actually is important to read on a nutrition label, like besides calories. Like I almost don't look at calories anymore ever, which is, I'm really proud of myself. I don't look at any calories. I look at like, oh, how much saturated fat does this have? Or I'll look at how much fiber does this have? Or like, I'll look at the balance between protein and carb, like just to get an idea of what I'm eating. And like she made me a list of really good snacks that like I could find on the go. Like for example, like Kind Bars, they're in most places that you can kind of pick pick something up in an emergency. But there are certain Kind Bars that are like actually have a lot more protein, more fiber. You'll stay fuller longer. And she like helped me realize that, you know, maybe my snacks aren't enough. Like with a Kind Bar, you need a piece of cheese or like something like that. So that's been awesome. But again, not seeing her as frequently because I kind of feel like I know enough to get me through. And I do want to say that Kalina is great because they are they cover a lot of 
insurances. They have a lot of insurances. So you don't have to pay out of pocket in most cases. I don't know, obviously, what all of the insurances that they do take. I am not working with a trainer right now. I was working with Forzag. He was awesome per Jared's recommendation. But um, I like had this, I guess I, 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 I talked about this in a previous episode. I have like a, a hip and back thing and I kind of paused doing any training but I think I see myself like getting back into it. Recently, I've been doing like some, some like very low impact workouts, like core stuff, some planks, but nothing like regularly. And that's kind of what I want to get back into. And if you hear me like interrogating Jordan Syatt in the last episode, you can sense it, can't, can't you? Okay, last question. What is the last good book that you read? Okay, I'm reading a, currently I'm reading a very good book that I am so into and I get really upset when I have to put it down, it's called The Last Thing He Told Me. I think it's like part of Reese's book club, whatever. I think that I saw Jennifer Garner like post that she's going to, obviously it's going to be made into a movie. I think she's going to be playing the main character. I could have totally made that up entirely, but that is the book I'm currently reading and it's so, so good. Previous books that I loved, Banker's Wife, so good. Like a more self-helpy book. I really liked Atomic Habits, I think it's called. Or the power of habit, one of those two. I've read both, not to completion because <laughs> I got bored, but the information in the beginning was very good. What else have I read that I really enjoyed? I read the seven books, Seven Husbands of Evelyn Hugo. It was okay. It was fine. It went on too long, I think. I think it could have like been cut 25%, but it was pretty good. But the last thing he told me, amazing book. In the market for investment-worthy bags, watches, and fine jewelry, Rebag is the answer. Rebag is a luxury resale platform where each piece is carefully inspected by experts to ensure quality and authenticity. Use Rebag to buy and sell finds from the world's top brands, including Louis Vuitton, Chanel, and Cartier. Head to Rebag.com and get up to 15% off your first purchase as a member with code REBAGNEW. Shop today at Rebag.com. That's R-E-B-A-G.com. And use promo code REBAGNEW for up to 15% off your first purchase as a member. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my Upcoming film, If, only in theaters, May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Let's do a Dear DST. I have a great Dear DST submitted to me and I'm going to read it. I'm excited. Okay, here we go. Dear DST. Hi, Aileen. To start off, I'm a new listener of DST and it's been cathartic to find a podcast that talks so openly and honestly about food-related issues that so many of us struggle with in the dark. 
Thanks so much for the work you're doing. My question is about food anxiety in the return to office environment. For some context, I work at a desk job and I gained 15 pounds over a three-year span pre-COVID. While working remotely during COVID, however, I developed a steady meal and exercise routine. I was able to lose my work from home weight. In the fall of last year, my office asked that we come into the office three days per week. While it's great to get to socialize in person with my colleagues again, coming back to the office has also been a major source of anxiety, particularly as I noticed some weight gain back since. I try to bring my lunch every day, but sometimes I just don't have the time to meal prep. Then once a week, the office has a free employee lunch with almost no healthy options that I feel forced to eat to fit in. I also find that I'm generally generally hungrier and eat more on days when I go into the office, but have less time to exercise because of the commute. Would love to hear if you have any advice on developing a more practical routine and managing this RTO-related stress. Sincerely, Homebody Betch. Okay, I feel you. And it's also so much harder to do this kind of stuff after you've been, after you saw this like taste of work from home where you have so much more flexibility and freedom and there is no commute where you get like a significant amount of time back, especially for, I mean, she's saying that, um, I hear you and it, that is hard to like get back into that mindset. First, I'm going to address the free employee lunch that has no healthy options that she feels forced to eat to fit in. Um, also relatable. However, um, you should not have to eat to fit in. And I get that like it's easier said than done, but like clearly there is something going on in your mind where you're like, you don't feel confident in the work social environment. So you feel like you need to eat to fit in. You would, you know that you would feel so much better, especially because you're writing in if you did not have to do that. So either bring a lunch or my other suggestion would be to order a lunch, find Find a go-to place that's affordable. Try to put it in your budget where you can just no stress order. Let's say it's a salad or let's say it's, I don't know, a place that it's like, I don't know where you work, obviously, but like in a lot of places, there are these like places that have like kind of just bare bones meals, like a grilled chicken, some quinoa, like a quinoa bowl or one of those like fast casual restaurants that are great for lunch. Um, Something that like fits into whatever your plan is to maintain your weight. I would look into one of those and I would try to put that into your budget if you can. That's like a fail safe solution because you're saying you don't have time to meal prep. And once you say no, like the first time, It gets so much easier to say no the second week around, the third week, and then you're just like, you got over it. It's over. And like, if somebody's judging you about what they're doing, about what you're eating, that is like a fucking projection of what they're eating. They're just thinking like, oh, homebody bitch is like trying to be healthy. Like, does that mean I'm not healthy? Like, that's what they're going through. And if they like say something that is not a good person to be around, so just like avoid them. Hopefully you that is just a fear and that doesn't come true. And if somebody does say something, like just say like, oh yeah, I'm just, you know, trying to, you could be like, I'm trying to maintain the weight I lost after COVID period. Or you could say, you know, I don't really like all of this or, you know, I'm trying to like 
eat a little bit more nutritiously or some, something like you just be honest. It's not like embarrassing. Everyone is feeling it. <laughs> You're not the only one. Or if like you do say something like that and then the person who orders the lunch is the person who asks, says that, you could I should be like, oh, I could just order that for you. Or if they notice that you are ordering on those days, they can be like, oh, maybe, maybe they'll think I need to start ordering some other options or ask people what they want. Okay. And then in terms of working out and not having time, that is really, really hard. I get this. I totally get it. I would see if there's some ways in which you can like find more movement. I'm assuming because you're hungry on those work days is because you're doing, you're walking around more. Regardless of sitting on a desk, you have to get to work, you have to get to your transportation. There's a lot more moving around. You're walking around your house, putting on clothes. Like there's just more on the go. So maybe you're just like moving more. And so therefore you are hungrier. That makes sense. Bring snacks. That's very, very helpful to, with hunger. Like pack those snacks. I've always found like, like I said earlier, a kind bar, baby bell cheese. There's these like two acres bar, three acres, two acres, two seeds. Shit. 88 acres. <laughs> Those are good. Those are really good bars. Maybe you can like pick a smoothie place once a week or once every other week as like a good snack, something like that. Um, something that's like make it more, a little bit more enjoyable to get back to work, to go back into the office, I mean, and the working out, like I said. So maybe add some stairs to your getting to work routine. Don't take the elevator, take the stairs. Although I actually hate that advice. People say that to me because I don't want to fucking show up to work sweaty. And stairs are really hard. So if you like that advice, take that advice. If you do not like that advice, I would pick one day of the weekend to work out instead of during the weeks to take one of those days away. And then pick maybe one of the days or two of the days that you're home to do your workout. And maybe if you want to add another day, sacrifice one work day to work out in the morning or after work. Just pick one instead of all three where it becomes like impossible. Start there and hopefully it snowballs into like something consistent. So good luck, homebody betch. And thank you everyone for listening. Thank you for submitting all of your questions. I hope that was good. I hope I answered a bunch of your like burning questions about my life and about I don't my exercise, all of that shit. So again, if you want to DM me, you can. I'm at Aileen. You can DM Diet Starts Tomorrow at Diet Starts Tomorrow. Please leave us a wonderful review, five stars on Apple and subscribe. You can also hear me and Sammy on our subscription show, Back for Seconds. It's really easy to subscribe. You get all of the DST episodes a day early, you get them all ad free. You don't have to like scrub through or listen to the <laughs> listen to the commercials. And you get two bonus episodes a month with just me and Sammy talking and it's really fun and it's only $2.99 a month and you can go subscribe on Apple. It's like in the feed. You can see it at the top or on Spotify. If you're on Spotify, it's on a different page. You just have to type in Diet Starts Tomorrow back for seconds. All right. Well, that is it for today's Dear DST, DST Thursday, email us DST at Betches.com to get all of your, to submit your DST wins, to submit your dear DSTs. And I'm always with you through thick and thin. 
Diet Starts Tomorrow is produced by Sean Kilby, Stacey Wong, and Jorge Morales-Pico. Editing by Stacey Wong. Be sure to follow at Diet Starts Tomorrow on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. And send us your emails to dst at betches.com. Betches.